Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 I, I believe God is in the house. How many believe God is in the house? Amen. While you're standing first, I want to say it's an honor, Pastor Wright, uh, to be in this pulpit to minister to these great people. I don't take it for granted, and if I could have got out of speaking, I would have, but I'm scared of the bishop, and so it's good to be here with Bishop Gonzalez and the minister of staff, and uh, I understand when you have two speakers, if I'm sitting out there, I'm thinking, please, Lord, don't let them be all night, so I promise you to be done by nine in the morning. I'm just trying to get comfortable because uh, <laughs> I, I laugh a little bit at home. But I do believe God gave a few words, a few scriptures for me to share with you. So while you're standing in Daniel chapter 11, uh, I, I love the word of God. I love expounding upon God's word. I'm not bringing anything new to you. What a beautiful presence of the Lord in this place. I just hope you just get uh, don't get too comfortable with uh, where you're at because I do believe that God is going to fill this place. Well, that was kind of weak right there. Let me say it again. I do believe that God is going to fill this place. And guess what? God's going to use you to fill this place. Somebody say amen. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and verse 33. The scriptures read, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those are the people, talking about the people of God, who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they shall fall by the sword and flame, by captivities and plundering. But the key verse here is verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. Here's the principle. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And I just want for a few moments to speak on this subject here, knowing him, knowing him. The key to being used of God mightily is knowing him. So God bless you. Clap your hands. You've been seated. I, I will tell you, it's a little bit intimidating uh, being here. Uh, I, uh, I'm not one that's big on preaching out. I love to preach at home. Of course, the ministers at home, they love when I'm out so they can have opportunity to preach. So, But I love preaching at home. I remember it was in 1987 or 1988, Uncle Sam sent me from the Philippines to San Antonio, 
Texas. When we first got there in 1987, Brother Ellie King was the pastor. And then at the beginning of 1988, Brother Wallace came. I can't remember who pastorship uh, this testimony happened that I'm going to share with you. They brought in great men all the time that preached the gospel. There was anointing on their life. And as a young man, and I was young then, a little bit skinnier, had hair too. I had a TWA that was a teeny weeny afro. <laughs> Boy, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. Don't be stealing my saying now. It's a t- I, I used to listen to those guys and I, I would say, Lord, I want to be used like them. Lord, I, I pray that I can walk in the spirit the way they walk in the spirit. And when they give an altar call, I would be one of the first one in the altar. And I would pray and cry and seek the Lord and, and ask God to be used by him. And so this, this went on for a period of time. And I remember one Sunday morning, there was tongues and interpretation of tongues. And sometimes you just know when God is talking to you. No one else knew that God was talking to me, but I knew God was talking to me and it was not pretty. The Lord spoke the questions of my heart. The Lord said, you say you want to be used by me. The Lord said, I say, read my word. You say, why is everyone else being used and you're being overlooked? I say to you, read my word. You say, when is my opportunity coming? I say to you, study my word. And I, I say, Lord, please don't call my name. And as I remember that, that tongue's interpretation, what the Lord was telling me is that if you want to be used by me, first you must get to know me. In order for you to know me, you must read my word. And in reading the word of God, God will provoke something in me that will cause me to seek his face and maybe enter into a dimension of God where God will begin to reveal himself. So the key, and this is just one of the keys tonight, I feel to share with you because it only takes one person to come into a relationship with God in order to be used by the Lord and to turn your community upside down. That was kind of weak, but I'm going to speak anyhow. And so I, I, I remember that and I began to fast. I began to pray. I began to study God's word. And I don't have time to go into a long testimony, but I remember I shared this the last time I was here coming off a 25 day fast. I was fasting. I was eating one meal a day. 
And there was times when I go to eat that one meal, the presence of the Lord would come on me. I would push away from the table and I told my wife, I'm going upstairs to pray. Well, I remember coming off that 25 day fast. I was in my room. I was kneeling down. It was 430 in the morning. Well, it was early because the military, you don't have a choice. There's no such thing. Say I'm calling in late. You go to jail. <laughs> so at 430 in the morning, I was up seeking the face of the Lord. And I heard this voice say to me. Go and witness to your boss. So I looked around the room and see who that voice was talking to. And I realized nobody else was there. And so I began to pray again. And the Lord said, go and witness to your boss. I said, okay, God, if this is you, then I will submit to what you are telling me. I went into work that morning and I remember sitting at the desk and my boss, his name was uh, Sergeant Woodford. Sergeant Woodford came in and uh, he greeted me and I said, Sergeant Woodford, I, I got something to, to tell you. Now, he just started to go to a church. It was called the Church of Acts. And he described to a T how the man would teach and he would be drawing and bring everyone into his teaching by what he drew on that little whiteboard that he had. Well, I didn't criticize him because I knew he was not in truth. I said, Sergeant Woodfork, I, I said, I know you're going to church and, and I know that, uh, you, you love God and I know you're happy where you're at, but I said, there's more to God than what you have. And I said, uh, and, and if I don't tell you, I'm going to get in trouble with God. I didn't know if I was going to get in trouble or not. <laughs> but that's what I told him. He, he said, Sergeant Jackson, if there's more to God, then, then I want to know. I said, well, come to my house Saturday and I will teach you a Bible study. Well, he came to the house. We sat on the back patio. And we were sitting back there, and I violated all the principles in teaching the Bible study. I taught him for two hours, but at least I fed him good. We had Doritos and red Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he got up, he going, oh, yeah. Now that's the Kool-Aid man. At the end of the Bible study, Sergeant Woodford came to church on Sunday. Brother Wallace was preaching. He gave an altar call. Sergeant Woodfork didn't go to the altar. I asked him, would you like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. I instructed him on how to receive the Holy Ghost. And there in the house of God, God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I, I told him once, once he stopped speaking in tongues, I, I, I said, I have taught you on baptism, but would you like to be baptized today? And I can teach you later. He go, oh, oh, yes, sir. That's how I knew the Holy Ghost was real when my boss called me, sir. <laughs> I said, boy, get out of those pews. I'm going to baptize you right now. <laughs> well, I baptized him in Jesus name. Tuesday came around and there was a knock on my door 
It was Sergeant Woodfork. There was a young lady that began to uh, try to flirt with him, and, and he told her about his conversion. Well, she came to the house. We taught her a Bible study on Tuesday. When we finished with the Bible study, I said, would you like to be filled with the Holy Ghost? And she said, yes. We went into the living room. I, this is where I learned that everyone do not have to be filled with the Holy Ghost inside of the house of the living God. We went to the living room and we moved all the furniture out of the way and we prayed together. We told her about repentance. I told her what to do when you're ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And after we repented, she lifted her hands. God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We taught her the next day and we took her out and baptized her in Jesus' name. Well, Friday, she brought a group of ladies to the house. We taught them a Bible study. God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then we baptized them in Jesus' name. So from May to December, over 30 families we had won to the Lord. Over 50 people in our house was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know how this started? When God said, if you want to be used by me, uh, you got to come to know who I am. Now, I, I want to read something to you. We, we had a, a tongue interpretation, and I just have a few scriptures to share. Just, 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 just a few. Because there, there is somebody in here that God desire to use. We're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. God is waiting for someone to have a desire from the heart and say, God, I want to know you in ways like I never have before. God is waiting for someone to enter a dimension with him where you can hear the voice of God, where you know for yourself that God is real. Somebody need to hear me in the Holy Ghost. There is a different dimension of God that you can walk in that God can use you uh, to bring people to a relationship with him. Listen to this here. Now, I, I never preached with these things, and I hope no one from San Antonio is watching this. There was tongues interpretation that, that went forth, and when I was just reasoning in my mind today, I felt like the Lord said, read this. This happened on October the 29th. And so it was a Sunday morning service. We, we had our bilingual service, our fifth Sunday service, where all our churches come together, our daughter works. And at the end, it was during the altar call, after the altar call, this is what the Lord said. You can show me, you can show me by your actions who you are. And we really don't know who we are. And who you believe in, follow me. Simple, simple, follow me. Have my heart, have my eyes, have my ears. See the world through my vision. Speak only my words. I will fulfill what I have said in my word. The word comes first. The kingdom of God is delivered. 
and then miracles and then healings and then deliverance all on my word. When you can't have his eyes, you cannot have his ears. You cannot have his heart if you don't know him for yourself. You cannot know his voice if you don't know him for yourself. What are you saying? God is saying it's time for someone to say, I got to go just a little bit deeper. I got to know him in ways like I never have before. I must know the voice of God for myself. Why? Because there's a world that is crying to know God and God is going to use you and I. It's the ones that know God. It's the ones that God's going to use. Now let's go to the scripture we, we started with. Listen to this. This is talking about the end of the time. We're living in the end time. I won't get into to all of that. It said, those who do wickedly against the covenants, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God. The word know means those who can perceive him. Tonight doing worship, it was so beautiful. You can perceive the presence of God. You can discern that God was in the house. The word know me to understand and to know God by experience. And now, now don't, don't get mad at me here. A lot of us, we know him by word, but we got to know him by word and by experience. Those two must marry together. And when you know him, he said, those that know their God shall be strong. They shall be courageous. They shall have a bonus. They'll have a backbone that when God speak to them, they can look in the eye of someone that's possessed and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out. Those that know their God, they shall be strong. And not only shall they be courageous, they shall do great exploits. How many want to do great exploits? Oh my God. Oh my God. That ought to be everybody in the house. Let me say it again. How many want to do great exploit? Oh, no, we want Pastor Wright to do it all. We want Bishop to do it. No, 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 no. God wants to use you. God wants to manifest his presence through you. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to do something for the kingdom. The word great exploit simply means this here. A striking, a notable deed. Spirit of heroic acts. Now, I, I am getting off track. Holy, I one more set of scripture after that. Listen. Man, it's high going up there. If I trip, all oh, y'all going to be laughing at me. There's one time I, I was, I, I was on staff in this, this, this lady was on staff. She said, Brother Jackson, we had one of our relatives, she's, she's dying. And they gave her anywhere from, uh, you know, five minutes to 24 hours to live. They want someone from the church to come up and pray for her. And so I, I took a minister with me and we went up to the hospital. And when I entered the hospital and when I got to the floor where the lady was at, I began to feel the presence of God. 
You know, when you feel God's presence, you just bold. I'm, 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 I'm strutting there. I'm feeling God's presence. Man, God's about to do something, man. Now, I'm telling you, bro, God's going to heal that lady. I ain't seen the lady. I probably should have seen her first before I opened my mouth. <laughs> so here I was just, just, just talking all type of smack, you know, because I felt God's presence. But God was trying to teach me something. And so they told me she was a, a pastor from a different denomination. And she, she was a she as pastor from a different denomination. And I don't have no problem with women preachers, so don't, don't get mad at me. She had been baptized in Jesus' name already, what I was told. When we went into the room, she was laying on the bed and her eyes was closed and her head was turned to the right. She wasn't even looking in my direction. She was. She couldn't see me anyway. Her eyes was closed. And so we all stood in a circle and we held hands. And I began to pray. And when I began to pray, they had their eyes closed. Mine was wide open. That lady turned her head and she looked at me. Scared me half to death. And then she began to heave on the bed. And in my mind, I said, Lord, she's dying. And so I moonwalked out of that room when I finished praying. So, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, what, what, what's going on? Why did you let me feel your presence? And then I go in there and pray for her. And she began to make these noises. Well, as I'm walking out of the hospital, the presence of the Lord began to fall again. I didn't want to see the people because I got the word later on that evening, she died. Two days passed, and I'm still dwelling on this. I stepped out of my office, and the lady said, Brother Jackson, you know Aunt Mars that you came to pray for? I said, yes. She said, well, you know, before you got there, for three days, she had not opened her eyes. She had not spoken to anyone. She had not made a sound. When you came up there, that was the first time she had moved, the first time she had opened her eyes, and for 30 minutes when I was gone, she was making a sound with her tongues that no one could understand. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. In other words, before God took her home, God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Those that know their God, somebody needs to hear me. They shall be courageous and they shall do great exploits. Ooh. And I have to share one more before I go back up here and finish this here. Because there's somebody, there's one here. There is someone here. I wish I had time to tell you all the stories and the people that God has allowed my wife and I to win in the different situations and stuff. But it all was born out of relationship with God. And so there was one time we, we went to the hospital and this guy had AIDS. So I went with his relatives. And so we prayed with this, with the guy, but there was an, a person in another bed. And the Lord said, ask him if you can pray for him. And I, I said, sir, I, I don't mean to, uh, to, to barge in on you, but 
can can we pray for you? He said, yes. And so he was all hooked up to these machines. And, and, and so we held hands and we prayed. It, it wasn't no Pentecostal prayer that you pray so loud, you run everybody out of the hospital. So we held hands and, and prayed, and I can feel him moving. So I'm thinking it's machines he's, he's hooked up to. And, and I said, sir, thank you for letting me pray with you. And he really didn't acknowledge. He just kind of just, just nodded. When I was sharing with the church that night, Rawaz was the pastor then, how we need to take every opportunity we have to minister to people. And so Rawaz said, Brother Jackson, sit down. I said, well, won't you sit down? No, I didn't. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) I said it in my mind, okay? He said, sit down. He said, Sister Weesey, I want you to stand up. Sister Weesey stood up. He said, tell the church. She said, well, she was on the 10th floor. And there was a report of a guy that the machines was going crazy. They had the top doctor to come and check on that guy I prayed for. And everyone was asking him what was wrong. They could not understand a word he was saying. Everything checked out. All his vitals, everything was good. But they could not make sense of what was coming out of his mouth. But when another apostolic came, when she came, she said, sir, you you can tell me what's going on. He said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Jesus came into my life. Jesus came into my life. What are you saying? God filled that man with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, friend. This is our day. Come on now. This is our time. Come on. This is our season. It is the will of God for us to do great things for the kingdom. All right. I'm going to hit this last scripture and then I'm going to be done. But there's someone. It was in the service like this. I have heard so many times people talking about being used by God. And then I began to see God. But one time it was in the service. I said, God, here I am. I want to be used by you. And it started. And I'm telling you, every year since then, we have won people to the Lord. We have prayed people through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So let, let me share this here. This is so interesting. Verse verse 33. It says this here. And those are the people who understand shall instruct many. They shall direct. They shall inform many. You shall cause people to understand. God will give you the ability to give understanding. You will be able to teach others. And so if you are hungry if you make up your mind that you must know God for yourself, there's a point, there's a time come that you learn to know God through the man of God. But there's a cut off point there that you have to know him for yourself. It's those that know God 
Those are the ones that God will use. Okay, last set of scripture, Matthew chapter 16. You know this very familiar. But I'm going to show you something here. It said, beginning verse 13, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He wanted to know if their perception of him was being shaped by what they heard from others. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He said, y'all been walking with me all this time. I want to know if you really know who I am. He wanted to know if they knew him beyond the teaching, beyond his preaching, beyond the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. We can get so used to that and be in this environment, but yet we don't know God for ourselves. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And, and they all just was raising their hand. He said, well, some say thou art John the Baptist. And he said, okay, well, similarities. John the Baptist, he was no nonsense. He would have a heart attack if he was in here and he heard me cracking up the way I was. He, he would have a hard time. And there was time Jesus was no nonsense. Some say Elijah. Well, Elijah was used in the supernatural. And there's times they see Jesus used in the supernatural. One said Jeremiah's because he had compassion and the Lord showed compassion on the people or one of the other prophets. And then once they all said that, he said, but who do you say that I am? No one said anything except Peter. He said, I know who you are. Thou art the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of the living God. When he said that, he said, blessed, spiritually fortunate, spiritually well off for you. For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. In other words, mankind did not reveal this to you. There's some things about God that man cannot reveal to you. No, 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 you didn't hear me. There's some things about God that mankind cannot reveal to you. There's some things that God reserved for you and him. He said you are blessed because flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. Now watch this here. But my father who is in, in heaven, heaven is the expansion above the earth. We're talking about in principles here. He said, so somewhere there, there's a realm, there's, there's a, a domain, there is a dimension where the spiritual activities of God are manifest, where the voice of God can be heard, where visions of God can be seen. And he said, mankind didn't reveal this unto you, but somewhere you got in that dimension uh, and you heard the voice of God uh, and God began to reveal himself to you and don't tell me that God won't do that for you don't tell me that you can't go there don't tell me that God will not show you things about him that mankind cannot reveal Come on, friend. We got to introduce the world to Jesus that we know for ourselves. God help me in the Holy Ghost. I, I, I'm just about done. I, I don't have time to go through all this. Is, but my father who's in heaven, he, he said this here. 
He said, now, since you know who I am, since I have unveiled myself, since I disclosed this unto you, since I have opened your eyes, let me tell you who you are. Some of you don't even know who you are. You know why? Because we don't know who he is. He said, let me tell you who you are. Thou are Peter. And he said, upon this rock, upon this revelation, upon this understanding, upon this disclosure, upon this unveiling who I am. Uh, he said, I will build my church. Listen, he's not talking about a physical building. That word church means a call out body of believers uh, because you know who I am. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, I'm going to use you to bring people out of the world. I'm going to use you to let people know that there is a God. I'm going to use you to transform this world and turn it upside down. Thou art Peter and up on this rock will be my church and the gates of hell shall, shall not, shall not, shall not prevail. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you just throw this in? It seemed like it's out of place because the Lord said, well, when, when people don't know him, they're not a threat to the enemy's kingdom. Because when you don't know him, you can't hear his voice. When you don't know him, you wrestle. Is this me or is this God? When you don't know him, you're not going to step out by faith. When you don't know him, you're not going to seek his direction. When you don't know him, you're not going to try to please him. But when you know him and you know he is real, whatever God asks you to do, you will have the faith to do it. And so hell is saying, I'm not going to stand by and let them begin to tear up my kingdom. I'm going to come against them. But you have a promise from the word of God. The gates of hell shall not prevail. He can't kill you. He can't destroy you. He can't bankrupt you. He can't take your life. When you know him, you got a promise for God. Somebody ought to say amen in the house of the living God. He can't destroy Antioch. He can't destroy the anointing. He can't stop the revival that God has a day for this place. You know why? Your pastor know who he is. He said, get his hands up. And then he said, then I'm done on this. He said, and, and, and I will give you the keys because you know to the kingdom the keys are poor and whatever you bind on earth you have the authority to bind on earth I will bind in heaven and whatever you loose on earth I will loose in heaven why because he got a revelation of who jesus was for himself and i'm telling you friend you got to get to the place where you got to bind a little bit and loose a little bit you know why you have the authority when you have a relationship with him i i i i am done i'm just gonna say this quick prayer listen friend i can tell you if i had time to show you how he came against peter i could show you in the word of god he said simon simon 
Satan desired to sip you, separate you from the ground as wheat separated from the ground. But he said, you know what? But I have prayed for you. That your faith failed not. You may lose some battle, but you won't lose the war. And he said, I know you're going to rebound. And the adversary was rejoicing. But he said, when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. He can't destroy you. God, I'm going to quit. Here's the prayer. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Here's the prayer. If you really want to be used of God, and you must be used of God, the way God's going to multiply this work, and God is going to. But you can't have the presence of God in this place like it's been, and God's not here. Man, God is, from the very outset, the first song, just the sweetness of the presence of the Lord. But God wants to take what you have here. And he wants to put it out there. You, you believe that, brother? What, what's your name? Come here, brother Jim. I believe God's going to use him. Have you ever warned anybody before? A lot of people. All right, we're going to have a good morning. Now, have God used any gifts of the Spirit before? All right, so you, you just want that to go a little bit deeper, yes, don't you? All right, God's going to do it. I want to know if there's anybody else that want to be used that way. Come on, sir. And I'm giving this right back to you. I'm just going to lay hands on I'm telling you, God's going to do it. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. God, feel the Holy Ghost. Man, I, I feel the Holy Ghost. The devil has lied to us. And told us we can't be used of God and that God can't do a work through us. Oh, oh yes, he can. Yeah, yes, he can. And not only that he can, yes, he will. Okay, this is going to be my prayer. I know that many people's coming up. <laughs> here's here's going to be my prayer. All of a sudden, when you go to pray. There's going to be a sensitivity that's going to come. And you're going to hear the voice of God. I don't want you to wrestle with that voice that you hear. Just simply obey him. I just got to share one. Can I share one more thing? I got to share one. I was wrestling one, one Sunday morning. I mean, I wasn't really wrestling. I'm too fat to wrestle. But anyway, I was wrestling with... The Lord said, I want you to, to minister on this. We, we don't have a Sunday night service. We have a first hour Sunday school, and then we have our second hour worship. And so the Lord said, in the second hour, I want you to, to, to minister on baptism. I'm thinking, baptism? It's not baptism. But I'm too scared not to obey God. And so I, I began to, to teach on baptism. And I think one of the sisters in here, all of a sudden, we see this Korean couple come in. And they had some young ladies with them. And I noticed during the preaching that they was translating. 
And so they was translating for this young lady that were with him. We had several people that, that was filled with the Holy Ghost that day, and, and several that was baptized in Jesus' name. Well, she ended up being baptized. This is how God's work when you obey his voice. I had no clue that it was going to be at First UPC. They had no clue that it was going to be at First UPC. The young lady that was traveling with them got permission from her parents to, to travel with them. And they've been teaching her a study on baptism, and it never connected. It never connected. And here she come to a Sunday morning service, a dude that don't even speak English well. translating what I was ministering that day from where I was standing. I felt like she received the Holy Ghost, but I never, will never say that. She understood. And she was baptized that day in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, we're going to partner with that church. By me just simply obeying what God told me to do. There's a sensitivity. I'm telling you, Pastor, I don't say this lightly. You're not going to stay this size. You hear what I'm saying? I'm telling you, there's no evangelist going to bring this in. God's going to use you. It's going to use you. So once you close your eyes, I'm going to pray. And I'm telling you, God's going to begin to use you. In the name of Jesus, God, the same gift that you're allowed to be on me. I'm asking God that you let it rest on me that are here. Let it be a sensitivity. That they can hear your voice. Let your gift in. Let it rest upon them. Use them, God. Give them wisdom and knowledge. Let them come to know you like they never have before. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, press in, press in. Stay right where you are. Just continue to press in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're crossing over into a dimension right now. Let the word that's been preached carry you there. In the name of Jesus. That word is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than a two-edged sword. Let it pierce even to the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Let it be the discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Let's begin to thank God for that right now. Just begin to thank Him. Worship you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to stay right where you're at. The musicians can come. I know well enough to understand that there is not more, much more that I, in my position here, need to do. And it is just as important that I obey the Lord. We have heard a word from God. And that word is powerful. Now, let me just help you to step into a prophetic realm for just a moment here. Some of you, while you stood here tonight and closed your eyes, you saw some things. You saw an answer. You saw an answer. God who calls the things that are not as if they were already is trying to help you step into a prophetic dimension in your prayer life, in the things that you do. Psalm 21 speaks about how the Lord will prevent or he describes it this way. David is praying here and he says, For thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. The word preventest. And here's what I want you to understand. God, the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, by virtue of who he is, has dwelt in your past, present, and future. It dwells at the same time. As you stand here, he has already been in and stands in your future as well. He fills all space and time. And so what you saw was God's answer before you spoke it. Are you listening? The word prevent this means to proceed, to anticipate, to hasten, to pay the debt before it is due. It implies that God has handled the matter before the thought that crossed your mind became a prayer that you spoke out of your mouth. You're stepping into a realm of prophetic praying. I've told you before, I think the last time I was here, I told you to prophesy to your situation. This church is in a place it's never been before. That's not a cliche. That's not just something to get your attention. For the last several days, the Bishop's Council and in the uh, Board of Trustees meetings, we have felt destiny grip our hearts like never before. Unprecedented gifting, anointing has been given to us, has been offered to us. The scripture says in Isaiah 65, 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The word hear does not mean just that audibly God has heard. The word hear actually means answered. It means handled the matter. God takes pleasure 
and saying to you this night concerning the thing that you saw when the man of God told you to close your eyes and lift your hands about knowing him and then by knowing him knowing who you are God is saying to you and he takes pleasure in saying to you I already took care of it it's a dimension of faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence the evidence of things what not seen and so all throughout scripture while God was training Gideon and preparing him and purging the troops to just a band of 300 and hundreds of thousands like the sands of the sea covered the valley full of Midianites and all of their troops and all of their chariots and equipment. While Gideon still wondered in the camp of the enemy two men spoke in earshot and Gideon heard one share a dream with the other God had already done the work he was just waiting for Gideon and his men to step into the answer are you listening God is simply waiting for you to step into the answer Two men walk into Jericho. I'm not going to take but a couple of minutes here. I'm just adding the exclamation mark on the message that the bishop preached. And speak to a harlot who very quickly understanding that the fate of Jericho had already been settled before Israel ever arrived. Are you listening? That city had already been handed over to before they call, I will answer. While you're yet speaking, I will hear. It's already handled. She knew Jericho was already given. This is a dimension of prophetic implications. Are you listening to what the Spirit is saying to you, Antioch? What he is saying to you individually, what he is saying to you corporately, because this changes everything. Everything. had already set the ambushments five nations had already been subdued Jehoshaphat just needed to get the worshipers together and come rejoicing and worshiping the answer had already been given you saw something you saw an answer that's what vision is Vision is God saying to you in this context here tonight. I fill all time and space. Don't keep asking me for what I've already handled. Just thank me and walk into your answer. Walk into my reply. Lift your hands right now. I'm releasing the gift of faith to help this thing carry you to that place right now
Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. There's a power working in you right now. The gift of faith is mingling with a prophetic unction. Before you say it, it's already been handled. What is it that you've been wanting, asking? Come on, you're facing an enemy trying to destroy you. And you're embattled in a battle that God's already won for you. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now, the battle's already been won. The victory has been handled. Just shout now and thank God. The sword of the Lord. The walls of Jericho. Five nations subdued by ambushments. Before you call, he's already answered. Come on and give God praise. That's all that I am assigned to tell you. He takes pleasure in handling the matter before you even open your mouth. He has already answered. He has anticipated your need. He has preceded you. He's already in your future. He's holding the answer. He just wants you to thank Him for what He's already done. Now listen, every time that your enemy it doesn't matter how many times your enemy regroups to come at you in a different angle or a different way. God has already anticipated what your enemy is going to do. He's already set it up. And the king in his frustration looked around to his most trusted of men and said, Who among us is for Israel? As a prophet my king that the things that you speak in your bedchamber the, the most secret stuff that you talk about the strategies that are the most important to your victories are being divulged to this man of God and he is telling he is telling the troops your enemy troops are you listening to what the spirit is saying prophetic strategic assaults on your enemy it doesn't matter how many times this battle is already won your situation is already handled lift your hands once more and thank God thank God that's all you need to do be at peace that God has foreseen and anticipated every struggle you'd ever have as a matter of fact the Lamb of God 
slain from the foundation of the world. He anticipated your fall, not giving you permission to continue in sin that grace may abound. But even there, those of you that are beating yourself up with condemnation because you've fallen, he anticipated. That's why there's a Calvary. There was a Calvary and that blood still flows. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Don't you say I can't get up. He's already anticipated that in your weakness this would happen. But he has come to tell you, I already perfected my strength in your weakness. Get up. Get up. Let's worship the Lord. Thank him one more time. already been in your future to assure you your next victory because I believe what the man of God has spoken here tonight and we're going to walk by faith and not by sight because he says the things have already been done. They're not something we're waiting for, but they are already said. They're already set in stone. So we're going to believe that tonight and we're going to sing this song as a declaration, as a prayer. Because we know God has done it before and he can do it again and again and again. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I've seen you move. You move the mountain. And I believe I'll see you do it again You made a way When there was no way And I believe I'll see you do it again You made you move You move the mountains And I believe I'll see you do it again 
her frame of reference that's where she departed from if you will but as she's heading to the tomb there was somebody else that was on their way to the tomb but they had come from a different point that was an angel who had come from heaven and he asks her what seems to be a really crazy question He says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? What do you mean? Why am I looking for the living? I'm not looking for the living among the dead. I'm looking for the dead among the dead because that's the last thing I experienced. But the last thing the angel had experienced was coming from glory. Where the victory was already won. Where the battle was already over with. And the story had already unfolded. So he didn't come from death. He came from victory. I believe that collectively and individually, we are, we are quickly approaching that moment where we're about to let go of what we've known as our past and we're about to step into what is the fulfillment of the future that God has promised us. You know what I love? about what 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 has happened here tonight about whether what brother jackson has preached and what brother gonzalez has said is to me it fits so perfectly in line with where we are what we heard last weekend because it's 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 as simple if you will as knowing him it's not a program Hello? It's not a program. It's not an organized effort. He woke up one morning and God said, Today, witness to your boss. He didn't show up at the church on Saturday for outreach and go knock a door. There's a time and a place. Don't don't miss me. But one person, knowing God, responding to God, caused 30 families. Is that 30 families in a few months? That sounds like being disciples to me. Oh, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just before we close, would you just lift your hands and just for a moment, however long that moment is, but for a moment, would you just, I just want us to take a moment here and allow the word of the Lord to just settle a little bit more in our spirits. The, the spirit of the Lord to seal what has been said. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, let every individual in this place tonight know you in a new dimension, in a new way. We don't have to pursue the doing if we'll know you, God. The results are going to be you do great things through us. You've already got it planned. You've already got it in motion. You've already got it orchestrated how it's going to happen and when you're going to do it. So if we can just know you, God, we can walk into the fulfillment of what you have for us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, it, it, it's only 830. It's only 836. I'm not going to purposely keep you till 9, but we are used to pretty much normally being here till at least 9. So just another moment or two. I just, I just feel the presence of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I believe you, God. I believe you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again through us, Lord, as the vessels, the conduits through which it's done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Jackson, Brother Gonzalez, thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Ghost here tonight. For speaking a rhema to us. For allowing the Spirit of God not only to speak, but to work and to move. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You're free to go whenever you want to go. In Jesus' name.